0: The Israel Report with Rolim Marks. It's just gone 18 past five, and it's day 140 of the war in Israel. Joining us now on the line to update us on what's happening in that part of the world, our correspondent from that part of the world, Rolim Marks. Rolim, good afternoon. Great to chat to you once again after a three-day break. <laughs>
1: Great to chat to you too. I don't think that there is a better way to start the week, day 129 of Israel's oh, war it's with Hamas. Oh, it's
0: 129. Oh, sorry. It
1: feels, like, it feels like it's that long. i oh, you. Oh,
0: okay. But Indeed.
1: Uh, this morning, the news we've all been waiting for, and I have to say, I said it this morning, I've said it throughout the day. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who redeems the captives. Two hostages rescued by IDF forces working in conjunction with the Shin Bet. This was news that broke literally as I was waking up this morning, very, very early Absolutely incredible news to wake up to. We have two hostages, 60-year-old Simon Maman and 70-year-old Louise Hara, both uh, are dual Israeli-Argentinians being mm-hmm. rescued in Rafah by our IDF forces. What a moment uh, for the IDF, for the Shabak. For Israel, and of course, what a moment for those families who have been Shame. enduring the unendurable for so long. So we do know that they they seem to be okay. They are very very weak, uh, having lost a fortune of weight. We do know that they were kept in the houses of families in, in Gaza, and that they were taken from near Yitzhak, very very close to the border Uh, uh, at the moment uh, they seem to be okay of course we don't know the mental state Uh, we don't know too many details we will respect their their privacy but very very emotional scenes watching them being reunited with their their family members Uh, and just really to the idf and and we've had some details coming in from the head of the IDF Spokesman Unit, that is Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, breaking uh, the news throughout the day, giving updates. So I'll read to you a little bit about what he said. He Mm -hmm. said it was a very, very emotional and and, and very, very exciting night. Uh, He goes on to say, he says, we prepared for this operation for a long time. It was a complex rescue operation under fire in Rafah. At 1 49 a.m., the forces broke into the, bu- the building in Rafah. IDF soldiers protected the hostages with their bodies in a daring battle. He says, besides the excitement, we don't forget that 134 abductees are being held in Gaza. We will continue to make every effort to bring them home. Uh, he shared a little bit more before that. He said, uh, he says, the IDF and the Shabak have been working on this operation for a long time. Conditions were not ripe to carry it out until now, and we waited for them to ripen. Reaching the target in the heart of Rafa was very, very con- uh, complex. Forces clandestinely arrived at the target at around 1 a.m. and carried out a very complex action on the premises and the second floor where the hostages were being held. Uh, The preparations included backup, a major aerial envelope, and and intimate intel. You can hear the military speak there. Mm. There was intense firepower from the air. Fire was opened from nearby buildings. The air force struck intensively there. Many terrorists were eliminated tonight in the action. He says one soldier was lightly injured, but beyond that, no Israelis were hurt. The entire operation lasted about an hour.
0: Well, Rolene, we were talking earlier on and we just hope now, bottom line, I think the IDF have set themselves a benchmark and uh, all we can say is bring the rest of them home safe and sound. sure <laughs> Everybody will concur with that uh, on, on that uh, on that uh, sentiment. Rolene, uh, some interesting stuff was transpiring over the weekend. The IDF uncovered Hamas server farm in a tunnel. Now, here we go with UNWAR again, the UNWAR headquarters in Gaza mm-hmm. City. United Nations UNWAR head now he says the agency was in the dark about Hamas center under Gaza headquarters. Israel says no, 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 you knew. Tell us more about that.
1: If they were in the dark, Mm, it was mm. because Hamas were running those electricity cables. (laughs) Well, here
0: we go. Excuse the pun. From inside
1: inside their UNRU school down under the ground to supply that tunnel with its... uh, Uh, with its um, electricity, but the images coming in, I mean, you have to actually see this. This is just unbelievable, Mm. unfortunately, too believable, because we we know this has uh, been going on. But, yes, Philippe Lazzarini, the head of say we had no idea this was Uh going on, come on. Come on, you this is a very, very complex and sophisticated uh, setup underneath an UNRWA school. There is no way they wouldn't have seen Hamas terrorists arriving. i mean that, that there was even a punch in punch out system Wow, uh, Michael you know, you know like one does when one goes to,
0: yes, to when the you into the workplace uh, yeah and
1: and, and, and given. The involvement that we now know UNRWA was with uh, with Hamas, there is no way they didn't know. This is mm. absolutely appalling, and uh, as the um, Uh, foreign minister Israel Katz uh, said today, you know, that our era for being silent is over. Not only have we prohibited the special rapporteur from the UN, Francesca Albanese, who says that uh, these attacks have nothing to do with uh, anti-Semitism, and she was roundly lambasted by the French government for that, but uh, also uh, it's time for Lazzarini to resign because this is absolutely untenable.
0: You know Roland, you, you listen to this uh, to this report and you you wonder now with uh, Israel, uh, needing to present this report to the ICJ uh, very uh, very soon, I trust that, that all this has been documented to show them exactly what's transpiring. Besides having to show them the statistics that no genocide has been committed in Israel, surely all this is coming up also in the report.
1: Oh no I doubt. Oh, you know the details of uh, the report have not been made public or given to journalists. Indeed, but no. I I am sure I am sure that mm-hmm. the IDF and the legal team will say you know here's exactly exactly what is going on. Right. Uh, I, I know that the South African uh, government are saying, you know, we haven't seen a report uh, and we might go back to the RCJ. Well, what do you say now, Foreign Indeed. Minister Pandor and, and Correctional Services Minister Lamola? You, you you used UNRWA and you cited UNRWA as your, as, as your source, as your... Um, uh, rationale uh, as your evidence and now look how mm-hmm. do you explain that how do you explain or maybe i don't know and this is b- bound to get me banned from coming to south africa forever i'm really on a good <laughs> wicked as we speak would you be maybe you're familiar miss pandor mr Lamola, with using funds that are given to those who need to take care of the vulnerable in communities for, for other purposes, so maybe you're familiar with the fact that Hamas received mm. billions in aid. Uh, some of it may be your taxpayer your, your tax money Michael and uh, maybe it went it could towards, be mm. maybe could be went mm-hmm. toward building those very very sophisticated tunnels and terror infrastructure instead of uh, providing for the people of Gaza who really need it.
0: Rolin, okay, so let's uh, let's leave that. Let's put that aside and look at things from well, from another financial perspective. We had U.S. ratings agency Moody's cutting the country's credit rating over the weekend. Now we've been talking about the war, the battlefield, the politics. Now there's also the economy. One's got to you know consider. So what are we looking at here regarding Moody's cutting the country's credit rating?
1: Well Moody's have cut the credit rating and I must be honest I know there are some people have messaged me you know this is political and it's actually not Um, Moody's cut the credit rating for Ukraine twice uh, in this war with Russia but Mm. I, I think that it's a precaution that they take because of the situation we are a we are in a situation of war but the bank of israel have said you know that they've put in uh, the necessary precautions and the economy should rebound okay uh, you know it, it should rebound relatively quickly and um you know i i, I don't think it's something to to panic about uh Bezalel smotrich the israeli finance minister you know he lambasted moody's for this but i think you know israel has uh Israel has shown time and again that our economy is robust and, and uh, that you know as soon as we can we will we will rebound but i think it's also raised the priority list for the government that they do have to, as much as we're focusing on the war, as much as we're focusing on getting the remaining hostages back, we also need to ensure that we don't allow the economy, Israel's Mm, economy, to, to falter.
0: Well, Rolene, Karen says we are all happy today. A great way to wake up, as you said, uh, regarding the hostages. But hope this ends soon. Get those hostages back, IDF. As I said, you've set yourself a benchmark. Very heartwarming videos. Well done to the IDF, says Karen. Rolene, on that note, we're going to have to leave it there. We just ran out of time. But uh, looking forward to our chat uh, tomorrow, as always. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, joining us uh, from this uh, that part of the world to let us know.